Small Business Show, episode number 89 for Wednesday, October 19th, 2016. folks and welcome to the small business show here at businessshow.co the show by for and about small business owners just like you maybe here in durham new hampshire i'm dave hamilton and in lafayette california i'm shannon jean how are you doing dave i am well it's uh it's been a good week it's uh it's been a, a more normal week for me this week i don't know what that means but it uh, that's the word that comes out of my mouth so it, uh, i guess that's good yeah. yeah, not not so crazy and uh, yeah. running around so much like the last like week the or last so. couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about you? That's, that's cool. Yeah, very busy out here right now. That's um, good. Yeah, it's good. I, I enjoy it and uh, find myself running around and hustling, but uh, it always puts a smile on my face, so I like that. Cool. So I don't know whether I'm being effective or not, but it <laughs> it makes me smile. So right. <laughs> so that that's good. So hey, uh, today we are joined by a good friend of mine, a guy I've known for a long time, uh, Harold Sinau, as a co-founder of Max Station up in Vancouver. And uh, Harold, thanks for joining us and hanging out with us today. Well, thank you, Shannon and Dave. Yeah, it's uh, great to hear from you guys. Yeah, we're definitely glad to uh, to have you today. So, I want to I want to jump right in. You know, we talk a lot about um, you, you know we do a little pre show talk there, and you know uh, history and what you've done and things. But but give us a little bit uh, of background on your history. You know, uh, was Max Station your first business, or did you work for somebody else? Just kind of give us a little background on you on the on Harold. Yeah, no problem at all. Well, yeah, well, MaxStation would have been our first business. I had a business partner when we uh, originated the company. And uh, so, you know, kind of jumped right in straight from university. I was actually still completing university at the time. And uh, I ended up partnering with someone who was a good sales guy. And we coordinated together and uh, actually used my business degree, a little bit of a template for, you know, working on and building out the business. So when I was doing my marketing classes, I was actually using our company when we we're doing our finance classes using the company. So instead of creating theoretical companies, I was actually, uh, we as a team were building that company out. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's a great opportunity to do that. Very cool. So right out of the gate, you guys just launched and was it uh, always with the intention of you're going to be in the Mac business or do you want to be in the technology business? What was it? Well, it was probably the Mac business. I was a little bit of a Mac guy, so I had a you know a passion there and my partner was definitely also a, a Mac guy. So I think it was definitely lean that way towards something we really loved and liked and had a knowledge about. Uh, and we literally did start, you know, from a garage, like the initial sales were just direct to schools from garage. So you didn't have a retail store and it just kind of grew through word of mouth and good service where uh, teachers started wanting to buy it privately and they'd pass on to friends where they got good service and good knowledge, uh, how it went from just direct sales from garages to schools to opening your first retail store and, you know, then growing it to multiple stores over, over years and online stores as that became a, a viable option. Sure. No, that's great. And how long, I know you guys became, you got an authorization, you became an authorized either reseller, or, you know, dealer. How long after you started did that happen? It uh, took actually, a, their, Apple's quite particular about giving out those licenses, as uh, yeah. you may know. So it yeah. it did take a, a few years of actually selling 
pretty much the accessories around the core Apple product and, and, you know, really putting together business plans to show Apple that you would be able to represent their product properly and, and push it through and find a market uh, where it wasn't. And we were lucky back then. It was in 93 when Apple, you know, was going through some challenging stages uh, prior to Steve Jobs, you know, coming back. So sure. it was an opportunity where there was a flux in the market for us to come in with a different business model. Uh, and uh, so it was kind of good timing we had the passion and uh apple could see that yeah that's awesome can, can you remember but i know it was a long time ago us, us uh, old, old guys here but i mean do you was there anything that stands out that was really the you know one of the most challenging things for you to get the business going uh to you know kind of where you felt things were working uh you had a viable business yeah, well, you know, like like any business, and you know, people keep on saying it. I keep on saying it for a reason. It's uh, you know having a, a plan and a management plan in place for cash flow, um, making sure you're not spending an unproportionate amount of your time, you know, receiving funds, managing cash because you know it obviously is very important. So, I, I think that is the big one. And any small business that starts off, you're really wearing so many hats uh that it's hard to be an expert in all of them so you're you're trying to quickly learn as much as you can on a very small budget so i think those are when you're initially starting you don't have the budget and funding to put a you know management team in place that's got 20 years of experience uh so you you're you're really learning it on the fly as as you're going it's that's probably the most challenging when you're starting and not uh feeling like you're drowning or out of your element when you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always tell friends that are starting businesses or anybody that asks, manage cash flow first. Don't worry about profits out of the gate. You, you need cash all the time. Worry about that. Profits will come later. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And and that was a, a big portion at the beginning. And, you know, throughout the process, even as you grow, it doesn't stop. It just becomes uh, different. It's, it's as different. You grow. Oh, yeah. It never yeah. changes. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, that would, that would, I'd claim that as probably being the, the biggest one. Yeah. That's so, and so true. And, and like you said, still to this day, we do the same thing, you know, it's looking at it. Hopefully the deals you make and things are, uh, in relationships you make are going to be profitable. Uh, but if you don't have the cash, it's, it's a moot point, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's why I spent my afternoon checking cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my morning every morning. Yeah. What's in the bank? Hey, yeah. No, what's that's in the cool. bank? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, um, as you grew, I mean, that, that transition you talk about from, you know, wearing lots of different hats and, and probably even doing a lot of the technical work and sales. And then you made that transition to management, which I think is a really definitely worth spending a few minutes talking about because, uh, along the, the development stage of, you know, small business owners, I think that is a really difficult thing and can, and trips a lot of people up. Um, it, can you talk about that a little bit? How you kind of did, did you put the structure in place, started hiring employees or get a good admin or, or GM? How, how did it work for you guys? Well, I think at the beginning, still, we were the same thing. We were the HR, we were hiring and interviewing. Um, you know, we fairly personal people and, you know, feel we have a pretty good read on, on others. Uh, so I, I think, you know, at the beginning, you kind of hire people you, you knew and liked and uh, were typically friends or that, you know, that you, the friends that you knew would be able to step up. And then right. from expanding from there, you know, then eventually we did, uh, as we expanded larger, had different hiring practices and we'd actually hired outside consultants to put together the, we realized how 
wrong we were actually doing <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, especially when you go outside your immediate circle, as you grow, you'll quite quickly learn that even your friend network aren't the best employees for you. So you got to quickly expand past that to because you know your company and culture really is amalgamation of all your employees so you you can't emphasize enough it's you know as they always say you know you know hire slowly and fire quickly it's uh but you make sure you're not wasting your time and have a process in place for the right questions to ask uh, and even writing your ads that you get the right people even applying in the first place so, yeah. Okay, so now now I'm curious. Do, are there any key like we, we talk about magic phrases here, and and it sounds like you've stumbled onto a couple of those. It's certainly ones that were right for your business. A- anything that 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 comes to mind in terms of questions to ask while while interviewing, or like you said, you know, things to put in the ad to filter people even before that happens. Yeah, definitely there is, and and I think you know what I found too is as you're bringing people in, it's it's really trying to get across a little bit of the culture of your company. You know, you you know we always need happy, outgoing people. You don't really train that; you just got to find those people to start with. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit what's put in in into your ad. But to follow up on that, what I realize quite often, I'm sitting in the room, always have to have at least a couple people listening because I hear something different what i want to hear than what someone else hears uh and quite often uh don't don't make that final decision on the spot have someone else there you can talk about it afterwards because you'd be amazed at what you heard and what someone else heard sitting in that same room uh it could be quite different so always have at least two people sitting in listening to that uh that interview if possible if you right. have the band to do that yeah oh, that's great advice yeah, man good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm already like rewinding and thinking back to 15 years ago, interviewing people solo and hiring the wrong people. <laughs> not, yeah, not all the time, tough. but some no. of them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I could have seen that at the interview. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. but I could have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the filter is tough, you know, getting that in place. And I've talked about it here before. We, you know, we hire, we post lots of different places and and we actually just post now and started probably about five years ago, uh, kind of a test, uh, in with the, uh, you know, the job posting and it's, you know, it's about 10 questions. Anybody who's applying for this particular position should be able to answer those questions. Some of them have nothing to do with the position, but the whole thing is just to see, Oh, will they, you know, answer these questions. And, you know, you'd be surprised at how many people just fire off the resume and cover letter without even reading down, you know, that past that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's important. Yeah. That works out. It works out pretty good. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, let's talk about marketing for uh, a few minutes. Talk about word of mouth. And, and uh, I, I think, a lot of folks don't include it, but I, I think you touched on it. You know, c- good customer service is probably the best marketing that you can have. Uh, w- what was really effective for you to grow, uh, you know, the business over that 20 year period? Yeah, well, it's quite it's funny that you touched on that right off the bat. Uh, the referral was definitely, we, we were quite diligent on tracking our customers and how they heard from us. And, and you know, that was a, a big part because that's, you know, we spend a lot of money on marketing and want to know where we're getting our money, uh, best bang for buck uh, out of it. And we were consistently month after month still coming in between 60, 70 percent, even when it's, uh, you know, we try quite different campaigns like from we at one point we did uh full-on mail order catalogs uh you know quite expensive to do and uh and it's still quite amazing uh that word of mouth 
consistently 60 to 70%. So wow. we, we started looking at other companies that could help us put a program in place to actually develop um, more of a structured way of allowing referrals to come through a little bit, you know, on a more, on an easier basis or to, just to get it out there. So there's a, f- there's a few good books out there like Referral Engine and there's a f- couple other books that we went to seminars and learned actually how to develop that. And a lot of it really comes down to great customer service, uh, uh, open communication. We try to do a good job on pe- remembering people's names and, uh, and little information and facts about the customers. So, so more like a, we were a small enough store that we weren't the big Apple stores. And there was, you know, we could spend enough time that we could remember people's names and make them feel more like part of a family. So that was, that was more of our, our market at the time. Yeah, that's cool. It's almost like a, a, a built-in loyalty program as well. It sounds like when you're getting all the, you know, holding on to their data and, and so you know who they are, so to speak. And, and that, you know, that's right. Even when they call up, we'd just quickly pull up their account, see what machines they had. Cause quite often they, you know, that's not their livelihood. They don't know everything, what they had, how much RAM, how big a hard drive was. So we could pull it up and just advise them on, on what they have and know exactly, you know, what type, what uh, products they have in hand. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's powerful. Well, it sounds like to, you know you reached out. <clears throat> excuse me on on a, a few bases here. You know, when we were first getting started and trying to put employee things in place, and you said you had some consultants, and then you know reading these books and being, trying to find people to help you. And th- that I think a lot of small businesses, and I'm speaking for myself too. Uh, oftentimes, I found myself kind of operating in a vacuum, trying to think you had to figure everything out on your own. But it sounds like you did the opposite, maybe, and and reached out and had people help you. And, uh, I mean, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I think it took a few years of before you get to that phase. I think, you know, when you're younger and learning everything and, you know, not a lot of dollars there to spend that, uh, on those that, uh, you're really trying to do it yourself and, you know, you, you being quite proficient at certain things. And I think that was one of the big things I had to let go of quite often. And you hire people, but you're not letting go of the jobs that they should be doing because you, you keep on thinking no one can do it better than I can, yeah. which is a fallacy. <laughs> but uh, but it's something. It took me a few years to to actually uh, learn to let go, and that was my my biggest thing. Because once you're starting something, you don't want anything to fail. And but yeah. uh, by hanging on, it's a sure way of making sure it's going to fail to grow. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, we spent a whole episode last week just talking about that, you know, how yeah. not to be in charge. And I mean, I still grapple with it today, you know, and, and uh, especially for me, it's always the the cultural uh, part of things and how to how to get that across to then you so you can then give it up to the employees so they can, you know, spread it out amongst everybody else and, and your and your clients. And hopefully they pick up on this, like you've mentioned several times, this passionate you know, about the product, we're passionate about the customer service. And and it sounds like catchphrases, but they're really not. Um, Yeah, it can be, it's tough. And I think that's where, you know, sometimes I felt most proud after a point when I got past, got over myself and realized that people can do things as good or better than me was uh, after teaching someone, taking pride in teaching them thoroughly enough and communicating well enough that they could achieve the same level I was doing or, or surpassing it. And then watching them in action saying, wow they're that's great you know so that's where i started to get a sense of pride uh later on down i was watching some of the employees you know blossom and grow and you know perhaps even outdo me like you know maybe one day my my children might do the same <laughs> yeah no that's great yeah what, what a great 
man, what a great way to frame your own mind. I mean, that's 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 one of those those brain hacks, right? Where if you're a control freak and like like certainly I am and and many small business owners are where you you feel like you have to be in charge and no no and no one can do it better than you. Well, make yourself the best teacher. And now you've you've kind of hacked your your own brain to to not feel like you have to be doing everything. You're just a great teacher, and that's it. Yeah, that's a great idea. I yeah, it. I like it. Ah, what a great man. Good stuff. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, okay, so uh, since I'm I'm so good at making these uh, making mistakes over the years, uh, I always <laughs> like to ask. You know, uh, c- can you think back to? Uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you haven't hardly made any, so it might be difficult. Yeah, right. but, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what, what mistake do you think you might've made that really taught you a powerful lesson that you could share with our listeners out there that are, that are, you know, often at the beginning or maybe in the middle of the same journey that you've gone through? Mm. Yeah. You know, I probably have kind of alluded to it a little bit already, but I'd, I'd say it's probably not firing myself soon enough especially Uh, from certain jobs. Like I wore every hat and I wore those hats maybe too long. I could have, could have fired myself a little sooner and focused a little bit more on the, uh, more of the direction of the company, uh, you know, focusing that as opposed to some of the day-to-day operations, which could uh, be an easier taught sooner. So I think my main thing is I didn't fire myself soon enough. that's yeah, powerful. I, I think that's a, a really good lesson and a great takeaway from, you know, uh, your, your experience. Um, and, and you talked about, and you may have already, you know, mentioned this, but we, we talked about uh, measuring success and trying to, you know, become a good teacher, you know, that kind of thing. Were there other, you know, rubrics uh, that you put in place to really look at and say, oh, you know, yes, we're, were successful beyond just, you know, the revenue numbers or the profit numbers, uh, you know, the business? Yeah. Well, I guess there'd be, there'd be quite a few different things we'd look at. Uh, even, you know, it's funny enough as it sounds is like, we almost did become like a part, you know, a, a family and, you know, we'd do things together. And a lot of the staff would interact. So it was a little bit of the, our social network, even within the company and a bit of a bond and camaraderie. Like you know, back in the early days before they had all the online internet gaming, we would after hours close up, order in, you know, pizza and uh, network through our, our ethernet and start playing marathon. Yeah. and other games like that back in the day so you know that was part of it too just having a really a fun environment because you know life's short we really want to enjoy our time and enjoy what we're doing so uh you know as soon as you know the the bank uh payroll's being paid and everything else is done you want to make sure you're you're having fun um and besides that you know was as we started progressing on and i could start stepping away you know, it was kind of seeing how well the company could run. I didn't have to be there seven days a week, you know, 10, 12 hours every day. If you could actually go away for a weekend and it ran as well or even exceeded your sales numbers, I started to see that as as a success and actually building the company that can stand on its own and it's not just reliant and could continue on. So that, uh, I think that was another uh, measure of success I had was could I actually step away for a while and and things could actually grow yeah. yeah that's a big deal I, I agree and and i love that you know the the culture part of it uh where you know f- very similar for me where when i hear my employees laughing and you know being able to joke around while they're getting their work done it's a huge sense of uh you know satisfaction 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, okay. That's great. So now you've made a transition, uh, you know, couple years ago and and you sold the business and so let's spend a few minutes talking about that was it did you have i mean we've all had kind of preconceived uh ideas in our head about what might happen if someday we sold our our company and um was there uh, what was the most surprising thing to you uh about you know selling the business yeah well it was a bit of a it was a phased uh sale too so you know different market conditions happen and you know we were looking at partnering with a larger partner to take advantage of a large deal that was coming to play and and that eventually rolled into selling the complete company to them uh i think the probably the most surprising part of it was uh you know you know the emotional part like i think a part of you is actually in that company's you know building some for 20 years and it's growing you know it, it really is you know, you got to be careful that it doesn't become your identity, but to a certain degree, it, it it does, regardless if you don't want it to be or do or don't want it to be. Like one of the great books I read, you know, uh, it's a very simple one, but Built to Sell by John Werlow, you know, really tries to make sure you aren't the business or it's never going to be sellable. They'll sure. tie you in for five, 10 year uh, you know, transitions and uh, all these other things. But uh, but that was still one of the, the things that I that really penetrated uh, pretty pretty far was how much you are actually attached to and your identities attached to that. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. And having gone through something similar, it, I was kind of surprised that, that you, you're just, it's like a relationship, you know, and, and you've spent so much time on it. And then all of a sudden, you know, even after the transition, if you do a workout, you know, or something like that, or earn out, uh, one day you're not going to go in there anymore <laughs> yeah yeah well i think it took me a bit a little while i you know after we our 20 year anniversary was just shortly after and i was still like you know sending pizzas to the stores as uh, a happy anniversary you know it's still like yeah, still was yeah. party even though you're separate and had nothing to do with it at that point it's still yeah it still is always like a little bit of a little bit of yeah 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 well congratulations on that man that's so such a it's a great story and and so what did you transition into what, what are you doing now how do you spend your day well, I was, you know, I was fortunate that uh, my children were young at the time. They were like uh, nine and 11. So, you know, we'd work, you know, 20 years, pretty much long hours, uh, you know, for that time period and, you know, pretty much scheduled and iPhones and computers at your side. Uh, so we uh, went to Europe on a one-way ticket and got a one-year visa and we just explored. We're pretty much like gypsies for a year. <laughs> and uh, so it's almost the complete opposite. No computers, no phone. Uh, got a motorhome and uh, toured around 16 countries in Europe and just trying to find our passions wow. and, you know, wow. what do we want to do next in life? So it was, a, it was a great opportunity to to do that and reflect back on, you know, what have, what you've done and learned and, you know, a great chance to bond with your children. And, yeah. Good for you, know, you, man. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. What a, uh, that is a, what a wonderful reward for, uh, you know, like you said, all the years and long hours and stuff that you're away from your family is to, you know, really take a year and go do something like that. Um, I, I commend you for that. That's, that's great. Yeah. So, you know, so we took a lot of, uh, you know, during that time period, even with it, I was quite a bit into real estate. And uh, so we, we grew that and I looked at multiple businesses over the year while I was away to just kind of exploring and seeing and realize it was kind of real estate where we found our biggest kind of, you know, passion uh, and, and enjoyment. One thing we wanted to do was have a little bit of control. And sometimes when you're, you got a primary uh, product, 
uh, that you're reselling. You don't have control over the supply or availability. So it was really, we kind of sat down and defined what have we learned? What do we want different? We wanted something that uh, we weren't really reliant on a third party providing us with product and the price points we can sell it at and uh, have a little bit more control of our destiny. So we're looking at building products ourselves, and that became multifamily housing. So yeah. we, yeah, so we, we transitioned into, into building, building homes and, you know, bring, uh, bring some of our passion and our knowledge for 20 years towards that. Oh, that's fantastic, man. That's, that's great. Now, uh, I understand too why you guys were uh, traveling through Europe, and you know your your kids kind of developed some their, their passion and got involved in a business venture as well, right? Or at least the the impetus that's, for the idea, right? That's right. Yeah, they really uh, blossomed. Uh, I think during that year, what we did for alternative year of schooling with the kids too was we uh, did homeschooling. Originally, we were going to settle down in one place and put them in a school and. Uh, but we had so much fun uh, traveling around. We we're lucky that we brought the backup homeschooling uh, books and we decided, okay, let's all, we'll teach you your passions. Let's do your passions. And my son's was cooking. So we would go to all the local markets and shop like locals and, uh, uh, you know, writing wasn't his favorite thing to do. So uh, he asked if he could write recipes on and make new recipes from all the different different 16 countries we went to. And, uh, and my daughter was always into business business planning, even in grade three, her report was on the difference between passive and portfolio income. So uh, (laughs) her her teacher was like, what? I have to, (laughs) what is this? Yeah, that's cool. So she worked on business plans. And when they got back, they actually had a cookbook with over a hundred recipes and started, you know, pitching it to publishers. And uh, up here in Canada, there's kind of like Shark Tank down there. It's called Dragon's Den up here. talked to one chef who was actually a dragon and he said well you should try out for it but make some of the products in there so the kids uh uh you know were selling their pasta sauces as for charity breast cancer research and uh and they ended up applying uh for the dragons then up here and got on and and lo and behold they got a couple partners and that's uh, kind of been taking off and then my son went on chop canada it's a tv cooking show and did quite well at that and so now they've got a Got a business where they got their pasta sauces in like 150 plus stores and look, looking so at growing great, it. Man. So, <laughs> you know, that was, you know, they're, uh, they're now uh, 12 and 14. So they've had a few years doing it, but, uh, but yeah, they've, uh, yeah. So they got a little bit of the entrepreneurial bug in themselves and they're busy. The kids are riding home from school and making business calls and doing everything <laughs> right now. That they're wearing so cool. all hats. Yeah, <laughs> that's like great. Ago. So yeah, that, that's, like, I, that's awesome that you're able to, you know, help them and, uh, watch that blossom in front of you too. You know, how, how rewarding is that? That's cool. Um, yeah, I know. I like any parent that you go on for their kids forever. But uh, my daughter ended up just getting a so something called Fashion Week. It's in like in New York, Vancouver, and different areas, and she just got accepted into that because uh, she's always been into designing and making dresses. Did a did a fashion show here here in Vancouver for the school board as an alternative schooling project mm-hmm. too. And they heard about it. And so she was going to be in Fashion Week Vancouver in March coming up. So she's busy doing that, too. Yeah, that's cool. Well, we'd love to have the kids on sometime talk about their business experience. And uh, I think that would be a really unique show. Yeah. Uh, We we would have to set that up. 
So yeah, so they're they're kind of learning and seeing the ups and downs and the pros and cons of uh, being new young entrepreneurs. And you know, they got to go work with all the same same kind of constraints and hopefully a little bit of mentorship from mom and dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you got what a great opportunity. That's that's fantastic. That's outstanding. That's yeah. great. I like Such it. a great. So do I. It's a great story. You know, it's really good. So. Okay, you know, we've, we've kind of gone through the whole gamut here, and I'm going to ask you to kind of step back again a little bit. And, you know, us us old guys now, we need to, you know, kind of repay uh, these to new folks starting out. You know, if there was one bit of advice that you could have given yourself as you were getting started that you just wish you had known, uh, what, what do you think that would be? Hmm. I'd probably say two things. Um one, I kind of, at the beginning, as you're learning, you're kind of feels like you're a little bit in a river and you're just kind of following it on a tube, uh, as opposed to, I wish I was a little bit uh, learned earlier on about, you know, setting smart goals and not just a goal, but actually the steps towards achieving those goals. Um, and, you know, I would also highly uh, recommend an, uh, an accountability partner. I've just, you know, I've got one only in the last few years and it's the wonders that i will do now to keep my even it's just you know half an hour once a week but those goals we set are pretty big and knowing that i have that call the following week you know there's many times where i might not have done it for myself to push myself but i'm doing it for this accountability partner to push harder to uh to not let down what i promised i'd do the week before so i think having accountability partner is uh something i would recommend if it's possible you know if you find someone in the area mine's not even mine's uh you know i'm in canada this person's in the u.s so it doesn't even have to be near you just kind of a little bit like-minded people that uh entrepreneurial spirits and uh you know like to push each other to do their best so those would those are probably things i would would recommend very cool yeah, you know, uh, that's some great information. And I, mean, I always say on the show, you know, I, I always learn the most. Uh, and I've definitely uh, picked up a number of things and realized how much I did wrong. <laughs> 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 Whenever I sit here, listen, like, oh, wow, that's such a great idea. And so, you know, it's I, I always make the comment that, you know, our, our best years are always ahead of us. And I really think uh, taking some of your tips to heart uh, will go towards making that uh, making that true. Yeah, and I think uh, sometimes you need to have like a major thing happen, such as, you know, when I was uh, getting close to looking at, you know, selling part of the company to a larger company. Uh, you know, I really needed to change who I was to become a better person. So I worked a little bit less on the company and worked very hard on developing myself more. You know, it's quite interesting. My brother actually bought me success magazines as a yearly subscription. You know, they would stack up there for, you know, I had them there for like six plus months before I probably even opened it. Uh, and then once I started, it just hit a chord. And then, you know, I started using their weekly rhythm registers. Darren, Darren Hardy had a great product there and started using that. Then the whole family started using it. And I, and they, you know, we still use it today. Um, so I, I think some of those things really come into play when you get to a certain point, you realize uh, it's not you wishing other things were different, but wish that you were different. And how do I go about changing myself? Oh, I like that. That's awesome. Well, Harold, you know, thanks so much for, uh, you know, hanging out with us today. Uh, you have any other questions for, uh, Harold, Dave, or is, uh, 
I don't know. This has yeah, been, as Shannon tough. said, this has been enlightening and, and truly a pleasure just to sit and chat with you. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. It's been great. Yeah. No, I really appreciate it. Great talking to you too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Great story. And uh, like I said, we'll circle back and uh, have your kids on and talk about their journey. That's just the beginning. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank awesome. you guys. Thanks, folks. And you can find us at businessshow.co, of course, and uh, on Facebook. At uh, Actually, go to businessshow.co slash Facebook. That'll bring you to the group where we can all chat about this episode together. Thanks so much, Harold. Really appreciate it. Yeah, take care, everybody. Take care.